Academy Podcast, episode 014, our second feature of First Pages with an Expert. I'm Julie Kingsley. And I'm Jessica Sinsheimer. We're here with the lovely and talented Katie Flum of the Liza Dawson Agency. Welcome, Katie. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. And we're so happy to bring you this new feature. It's like a First Pages panel at a conference, but one page one expert, and the two of us. If you'd like to be brave, very brave, and submit your first page to us, you can send it as an attachment or document, please, to academy at manuscriptwishlist.com with First Pages Podcast in the subject line. Every week, one of our experts will choose one of your pages, and we will go over it for feedback that's useful to you and hopefully useful to everyone listening. Because we really want to honor how much work you can do in 10 minutes, we are going to start the timer as soon as the first page has been read. So let's just get started. Um, We have uh, My Life Without You from Lindsay Danis. It's the last day of the first week of school, and the air has this incredible warmth, like summer's just a tease. I unzip my navy blue mechanics jacket, which I've been warned is not sanctioned as school uniform. I'm meeting my best friend Birdie at our sanctuary, the appropriately named Haven Diner. The square feels like home, and I breathe in its smell of incense, sweat, and garbage. Happy to be here. Harvard Square is but a mile from my parents' house. Correction, my father's house. And it's ground zero for any street punk, riot girl, alternative kid in the Boston area. Street artists, protesters, musicians, writers, everyone who cares about arts, culture, and activism hangs out here, learning from and inspiring one another. The square, as we all call it, shares nothing but a name. With that Ivy League school, you would think it would be totally pretentious, just like the university barricade behind 27 iron gates. But it's the opposite. Harvard students cut across to go from dorm to class and back again. But the square belongs to everyone. University janitors eat their packed sandwiches and rub shoulders with teen runaways. Retail store clerks take smoke breaks. Homeless folks play chess outside the coffee shop. Even the diehard Cambridge hippies pause and take in the scene on their way to poetry readings or theater performances. Worlds blend and cultures mix, especially when we're waiting outside Haven for a seat. Popular girls from my old school who would never even smile at me in the hallways call out my name to ask how summer was. At my new school, I may be a weirdo, but whatever I am is all right here in the square. There's no judgment. All right, so I'm starting the timer now. Katie, do you want to get started? Yeah, I want to talk about a little bit about what really works in this first page. Um, I love how they get so much kind of imagery into it of exactly what they feel when they're in the square. It's not just about the description. It's also about the character. Uh, You get little hints about their life and everything. And I think that part really, really works. I can picture it and I can really um, just see what she's seeing. I also think it's so interesting how the language is so carefully chosen in a really great way. I mean, we have this, I think it's interesting, like summer is just a tease. They um, meeting my best friend Birdie at our sanctuary, like a bird sanctuary. And the characters are so vivid. I think that's really fascinating. It's like you can picture this 
uh, scene really, really well. The only phrase that gave me pause was the world's blend and culture's mix, because to me that feels like a line that wants to do a lot, but by trying to doing so much, it does less than it feels like it should. Yeah, I definitely agree. And also with the language, I love that their sanctuary is the appropriately named Haven Diner. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I smiled the second I heard that. But the thing with it is, um, the whole part paragraph about what the square is and how it's not like Harvard actually felt a little out of place to me for a first page. Hmm. It is really different. Yeah, I'd kind of like to know more about the character or more building her than building the setting. Um, I think since this seems like it's a contemporary story, you really want to get to that character first mm-hmm. and maybe describe what the square is like and how it makes her feel instead of just the flat out description on that very first page. I think the paragraph you're talking about shows us that she doesn't feel like she belongs with the Ivy League people and she belongs here, which is interesting. But I guess I wanted to know more of why she feels that way and have Mm -hmm. a little bit more of a hint about what's going to happen. Exactly. Um, I will say that one thing with this is it's a little hard for us to completely judge it just because we don't have a query, we don't have any kind of setting, and usually agents would have that already. So just so that writers know that we do come at it differently with just having a first page. It kind of shows how important your query is because it sets us in the place and the time and the character a little more. So it is always something I like to bring up just because... um, I know it's really hard for writers to sometimes hear the comments. Mm -hmm. So it reminds them that we do get more than just a first page. And even if it was a book, we'd have a flap copy. Exactly. Well, if I was going to give any advice for this, I think that um, I'd want, I'm kind of, I feel the urge to be more present in the main characters where she is in the square at the moment. Like I know she's waiting there. I know she is, you know, kind of taking it in. But I kind of want to be more present in the, that kind of that promise of the first page. You know, what is, what is the promise that this book is going to give us? I'm not sure I know what it is yet. It's always hard to know how much to foreshadow because we were talking last week about how if it's okay to start a story in a place that's different than where it's going to take place. And mm-hmm. in this case, we don't know. So yeah, but I think if you're a little more present in the character, you might get a sense of it there. Yeah, especially with the part about it being a mile from her parents' house and ground zero for any street punk riot girl alternative kid. Mm-hmm. I assume that that's who this character is, if that's who they're going to be mentioning, mm-hmm. that they're part of that. But that's the only real hint you get. Actually, is that a time period hint? It feels like a 90s mm. time period hint. Mm. Oh, that's interesting. The, the riot girl. I remember seeing it spelled like that a lot. The G-R-R-R-L. It could be 90s or it could be a nostalgic thing going. That's true. So that's also a hard thing um, to be able to tell with just that first page. Because they could be a bit of a hipster, which is totally fine. Yeah. I like the detail about the 27 iron gates. That feels like both research and also like just showing us how separate it is from this world. But I mean, as much as we're picking this apart, the sentences are really strong. And I think it's it's important to note that often when we go into this, we have the brain of what can I find here? What can I comment on? And it's really easy to forget to say, by the way, the sentences are great <laughs> because it's so it's so tempting to just have your brain like turn it into little like 
sections on this. Like, here is this thing, I'll put it over here. Here's this, I'll put it over here. And of course, a reader isn't going to be thinking about it in all of these ways, at least not consciously. So I think putting on the the editorial um, comments hat is quite a different one than the reader hat. Absolutely. You can tell this is a strong writer just by the, the images that she creates. You know that she has a lot of, you know, a lot of promise in her work for sure. Oh, yeah. If I had, you know, seen the query and asked for the pages, this is definitely a pa- the first page I would be like, all right, I need to read more because mm-hmm. the writing is just so strong. The characters are really strong. Even if they're not named, they're there and they're really present. It's, it's kind of, and it's, you're right. It's interesting seeing kind of what that the character has decided to comment on and it's telling me more about the character in a, in a subtle way, but it really works. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, when I look at this more, I see the first line. I'll read it again. It's the last day of the first week of school and the air has an incredible warmth, like summer's just a tease. And then if you go back to that last line, you know, it, it really does wrap up well, you know, with the whole idea. She's at a new school, but she kind of talks about the old school and ending up right here in the square. There's no judgment. You know, so that that's really interesting. You know, it's, this is something that the more you break down, the more you can kind of find in it. Yeah, there's a lot here. There were some very careful choices that don't feel careful, which is really hard to pull off. And I really like how this whole idea, I'm, I know what you were saying about the world's blend and cultures mix. But to me, that actually is a sense of foreshadowing mm-hmm. because bringing the old school and the new school, the people that she's going to know, they're going to know from each of them that kind of thing that they're going to be blending and mixing. Yeah, that's true. And it, yeah, and it really makes me hopeful that we're going to spend more time at the square. And I'd actually probably assume that we are because it seems to be such an important part of this character's life. Katie, do you want to talk about why you chose this page? I chose it because I really loved the style of the writing. And I really wanted to show people how much the writing can have an impact. So even if there's some things that don't quite work, that the if the writing stands out, people are going to pay attention. And it also kind of, it was a, a little different, too, from a lot of things I've seen in the way that it's written and the voice. It made me kind of curious to know more. And I wanted to get a chance to talk about how strong a first page that this is. Yeah, I think people think that we're a lot more detail oriented in our reading than we actually are. You know, people will talk about like, oh, no, there was a typo. And I didn't even notice until they pointed it out. Because I'm there for the story. I'm there for the feeling. I'm there for the voice. I'm not there for every single little word choice unless it's nice and then I appreciate it yeah and it also I will say it's also because I've been to Harvard Square it is exactly like this it is exactly <laughs> like this this is Harvard Square nailed field trip <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it just did such a great job with the imagery of it and how you can describe a place in a new way and how that is can be so special. But if a page spends too much time talking about a place and nothing happens, just theoretically, is that, <laughs> I mean, it's better than talking about the weather for two paragraphs mm-hmm. because it tells you about the character. It's much more specific. But if something had happened in that paragraph that you mentioned was so different, um, the square, as we call it, shares nothing but a name with that Ivy League school. That's really interesting. But I I almost wanted a flashback. I wanted, like, something to happen that was just, like... I feel this way because 
Oh, and that is our timer. <laughs> <laughs> so final thoughts. Um, I'd say my final thought is that, you know, there's a lot of great things. I think what Jessica was saying was really true that that one paragraph that threw me a little, I wish there had been a little bit of action in it and it wasn't just description. And, you know, that could just be moved to page two with that mm-hmm. great description and have something happen other than I'm going to meet a friend. That's what I would do. If this is my piece, I would just cut some of this description to the second page and, and kind of pepper this with maybe some a little more ap- action. You know, I, I, I want to read more. and I'm not an agent. Yeah, I mean, even with everything we've said, I would keep reading. Oh, yeah, I'd keep reading. Katie, you know how we were talking about, um, I guess, ratios is a word for it, of description and um versus action do you think that there's one ratio that works for everybody definitely not i think a lot of it depends on genre because this is either a contemporary why contemporary or if it is the 90s that's historical fiction but uh. those i think character is and voice is the most important part mm-hmm. in the first page um if it's you know an a thriller, then you want some action. If it's fantasy, you need to get that world building and action and character all in at once. So I think it really can depend on genre. But this one did a great job with the voice. Like I, I get the voice of the whole thing from this page. Yes. Good work. Well, thank you so much, Katie. Yeah, thanks. This was a lot of fun. If you enjoy what you heard, you could, of course, hit the subscribe button for the Manuscript Academy podcast. And we'd really appreciate it if you could rate us. Let us know how we're doing here so we can make this podcast the best it can be. If you're feeling really brave, you can send your page to academy at manuscriptwishlist.com. And if you'd like to check us out, you can go to manuscriptacademy.com.